going on, guys? We're back. We are Note back. Bene. We've got Nate here, as always, and joined once again by Andrea Nolstein, our wonderful guest host. Hello, uh, hello. Andrea, so good to have you back with us here in sunny Union Square. It's just good to have a conscience in the room. Mm-hmm. You know, really? <laughs> <laughs> well, that pol- makes me sound poor. Politically, socially. <laughs> we didn't mean it like well, that. Well, you certainly don't. <laughs> Um, this thing's on, so we gotta be careful what we say. Um, yep. We're it's, here, we're back. Uh, we're just coming off. I mean, hell how, week. Are you, how are you feeling today, Nate? Because I woke up not feeling so good. It's only Tuesday. Uh, I was uh, a little worse for wear this morning, but you know, got some coffee in me, got uh, you know some snacks in me, feeling better, drinking a hibiscus tea, which is really doing it for me. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was a long day yesterday. I feel like we've all forgotten about the art fair hangover. Right. Yeah, well, I mean, I just, I don't know how to turn it off. I yeah. mean, it, 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 it's, it, it used to just fair, be continuous. Yeah. Um, but it was, it was a I really, hell of a week last week. I, I was having some trouble this morning. Yes, uh, last week, obviously, the week kicked off by uh, a really important media party as covered Ooh. in this week's style section of the New York Times. That is true. Uh, Wet Paint had a party, meaning you hosted a party, I, I did. I hosted the first party. You hosted the first party the first back party in New York, back, like the first yeah. like public party with a guest list at the door. Mm-hmm. Um, uh-huh. The whole rigmarole was on the roof of a hotel in Sponsors, Tribeca. I know. I, I sort of forgot how to do it. I kind of walked in the door to my own party, and then someone with an iPad said, you have to check in. And I was like, well, it's my party, but I forgot. And you said, to... do you know who I am? <laughs> no, no, I just forgot the whole rigmarole about you know going to the person with the iPad, getting your name checked. It, just, it had been so long since, since I'd done that. Uh, and uh, the, obviously the, the party was hosted by you. I believe uh, Cultural Council, the wonderful Art uh-huh. World and Art World adjacent PR firm, seemed to have structured this event. That's what my yes. spider sense told they, me. They have, uh, there's a new rooftop bar in Tribeca called Happy Bee that is uh, really a, a, a very well-located bar. It's you know, immediately next to Andrew Krebs Gallery. Uh, so right there in the center of the new Tribeca. This is what they paid for. <laughs> <laughs> Christ. Um, <laughs> no, but it's... it's always be shilling. ABS. <laughs> always, I get no cut Always be, be shilling. <laughs> uh, no, it just is objectively a bar that is close to galleries. And I tease, I tease. It, it, it is in a great location. It's down yeah. a cool alley. It's like right by Krebs. Right. It has outdoor, which exactly. feels great so, of so the moment. Outdoor pretty spectacular views also mm-hmm. uh so they wanted to sort of have a party there during freeze week and they thought that me with uh the imperator of wet paint could sort of bring some kind of energy and a you know a cool crowd or something and i think it did it was a really fun party it totally did no yeah. it was a good thing i stayed up too late banger. which means yeah uh-huh. it was totally a banger um <laughs> yeah like i forgot what it was like to like have to wait for a drink at a busy bar like totally. that, was a, that was an experience i haven't had in a really long time i know Super i knew it was fun. a good party when i had a panic attack when i walked in Wow, that, that is a good point. I didn't know that because we walked at in the together and I, I didn't, didn't see and, you. you went sheer to volume of human contact. Yeah. And I actually left my own party slightly early, but I, I hear that there was some sort of exit problem. The other there was. Well, for those of us who stayed, who stayed probably past our <laughs> past our welcome, um, at some point there was, uh, you know, it was time to, it's time to clear out. Uh-huh. And uh, there was a technical problem with the elevator. With the lift. I heard, yeah. Like the, while the, you were waiting for it or while you were inside oh no. it? Inside. It was, it, was a, it was a real brutal, it was a brutal reintroduction to 
being in a crowded room. Whoa, Whoa, talk listeners. about anxiety attacks, bro. <laughs> so you're yeah. so this is like what? It's like whatever. It's whatever time it is. It's whatever time it is. Actually, not leave. that late, but it, it like felt late to me. Yeah. 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 You get in the elevator with some other party goers. Yes. And <laughs> anyone of anyone of note, anyone we know or um the public knows? JJV. <laughs> That gives it a great kind of surrealist and for me at least amusing edge. Uh-huh. Yeah, just every few minutes someone being like, what do I got to do? How do I get a penny get out of the elevator? <laughs> was, she, was she able to smoke in the elevator? I, um, not against the wishes of those present. Yeah, probably. Right. Um, <laughs> I was actually, I for some reason that I completely don't understand was weirdly nominated to be like the figure the person the adult to like talk to the to press the service button and like talk to the little microphone while everyone behind me was shrieking and jamie was like where are those firemen where are the fire <laughs> i was like okay <laughs> guys i gotta talk i don't know how that happened because i was not feeling cap- capable but, well, I think- but you are the i mean let's you feel like a grown-up even to me i think i would age you by like at least yeah. 10 years but still. <laughs> if i were there i would immediately turn to you Andre, and be like you figure this out even though it's it was good to know for future reference party. i think like this is a, a great someone to talk about in in on in therapy room certainly yeah, okay. why do <laughs> why people do people rely <laughs> on me um yeah so so yeah so i you know the fire department came and had to let us out had to how, how the long were you in there we were in there for like 20 minutes. I'm so sorry. To <laughs> That's everyone. like 10 everyone minutes listening. past amusing and like into my panic zone. <laughs> it was, no. was, it, was it stuck at the top or like midway down? It was like Where below was the, the ground floor. It like dropped at some point. I didn't notice that, but uh, another good friend, Lola Kramer, pointed out that it had actually like plummeted at some point. But not in like, it would plummeted like, you know, I don't know five feet or something but it just felt you know jarring uh but anyway yeah the fire department wedged the door open lifted us out there's a very they were very charming and like i'm gonna say attractive all firefighters <laughs> are hot it's are, just it's yeah. a lot all new york city fire firefighters are hot They're like the inverse of nypd in some right. way yeah every like woman every woman and some yeah. of the men in the elevator were like where is it? <laughs> as soon as the doors opened, all right. So we were the, being lifted out. The party had a very promising start. Yeah. Kind of an eventful end. I mean, yeah. I, I, the people who I talked to afterward were like, "That was memorable." I, I have to say this. So there's I a couple, feel like you need legends for legend status. You need like something right. like that to it, happen. It was nice that Page Six dutifully reported that everyone at my party got stuck in the elevator. Thank you. Shout, shout well, out they to also, they also, they also focused on like a on like a you know a nine month old baby, which is always kind of a little creepy in my mind. <laughs> Maybe, but Vanya is already sort of a New York legend, so like I mean, obviously, I, you know, but still, it's, as as a father, it's kind of like, come on, there's a baby there. <laughs> That's fucking, it's not fucking news. Um, it's not even gossip; it just is. Um, you the, talking but, shit about my uh, my menchies, dude? No, I'm talking. Well, yeah, I'm talking shit about Page Six, which has fallen off in the past five years in a precipitous <gasps> manner. Wow, Ooh, shots fired. Shots I mean, fired. I know it. Look at their page views; it's way down. Bow, bow, bow. Um, oh no, wait. No, that's not a gun sound. Sorry. News flash. Of course, I knew she doesn't know what a gun sounds like. Slip. <laughs> um, uh, but the, so there's coverage in the Times, though. I liked that article. Great photography. Is that is that photographer someone we know? I it, thought they were great party I'm not photos. Sure who the okay, photographer was, but, and, they but they were really good. They also covered though this uh, in the same article. This and they covered a few other things, but one of them is this terrible looking party at a, what's his name the 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 economics professor. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was like it was tangent. It was like the Shanghai. It was like the Shanghai Modern Art Museum. I believe is the name of it. It was a party uh-huh. for their new director. Yeah. Oh, quick tangent! I went to a party but, at Norio Rubini's house on 
uh, election night 2016, which was, and I got there kind of late as the polls were starting to show what was going to happen. And it was just the most terrifying scene I've ever witnessed. It was like walking onto the deck of the Titanic as it was sinking. It was just everyone just screaming and crying. Oh, but no. but <laughs> Dr. Doom's got a nice apartment. Yeah, for those who don't know, he's a, he's NYU professor of economics. He was kind of like kind of three years ahead of the housing crisis that led to the financial crisis in 2008, was sounding the horde about subprime uh, mortgages, and also is something of a, of a massive bachelor and man about town, oh, I believe. Yes. Yeah. Um, he's, yeah, he's definitely a... Good to know. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. No, he's he's <laughs> freeing on the market. I'm not sure if you're looking for a long-term commitment. <laughs> That's the value ringing right. on, but... One of the last sort of intellectual playboys of the Salman Rushdie kind of vibe, you know? Well, well, most of them have been, you know, like legitimately canceled for, for good reason. <laughs> so, <laughs> good, good point. You know, even even in, even in France now, they're starting to come to terms. With, Whoa. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't have the that. facts in front of them. There's a whole like, like weird, yeah. Yeah, Welbeck's pro- probably getting canceled by now, right? France yeah. is really um, the last bastion of, <laughs> of um, I don't know what you call that. Uh, yeah, Western. Of, I mean, it's not actually Western patriarchy. Um, yeah. uh, but also, then there was some other party coverage, and I saw it a lot on my social media of this party. What was this? this was a party thrown by what's it's it's not really a museum. It's the photo. How do you say this? The Photograph Center or something? It's like a Norwegian. Yeah, yeah, that's why we have the journalist. It's just down the street from where we are right now. It's not really a collecting institution. It's more of like. It's just for photography, most like fashion adjacent stuff. It's like mm-hmm. a cross between like a real museum and a museum of ice cream kind of situation. Right. And it's big, in that- fo- big focus on the gift shop, like food yes. and beverage programs and uses an event space. Uh-huh. And they recently acquired Noya House, which is a, exactly like an, a co-working space mm-hmm. for, you know, like wannabe influencers. Um, and this party just like, which got a lot of play, at least in my social media channels and some people that I really enjoy and, and have like some value in the world were there. So not, not. Was not, Tracy there? I didn't see a picture of okay, him, but um, possibly. But possibly, a uh, friend of the pod that we should maybe have on sometime. Yeah, be interesting. Thanks, I'd love to. I'd love to learn, love to wow. learn his, more about his version. Anyway, but just looking at these parties, it looks like everything that I don't miss from the before times, which are these art adjacent, nothing actually having to do with with the actual. Not even not even about the meaning of art, but even about the business of art. Like just, just so tangential and just using it as an occasion to have to have a party and like the outfits were terrible. Oh, and no. it's just like the worst of like New York like Ouch. like um bold name culture, I would say. I didn't like, see the below. pictures, but you're making me think of like Oh don't Miami worry. I, I, circa. I mean I, you know, I right. meant to put these up on the big screen, but we couldn't didn't get our act together. Oh I had the pictures here somewhere. It was really it was on gnarly. A certain level. First of all, I didn't realize the guest of a guest was still around. Like Ooh. that's kind of a Oh. Did you guys know I that? Mean, oh, I mean, I mean, I'm I mean, trying to sound pleasantly, pleasantly amused? knowledgeable. I have not visited. It's fine. It's like this. Like this is like this is the guy who like runs the museum, and this is the suit that he's chosen to wear, which is um some sort of uh, all over kind of purple camo print situation. I can't see it from over here, but I feel like. You know what? I can't hate on someone trying to get some festivity into their post-pandemic I guess I mean, who's one of like the most well-dressed um, oh, and certainly. chic individuals. So anyway, who's one of the hosts? Anyway, I don't want to. I don't want to focus on this, but just reminded me of all of all the bad things. I did go uh, later in the week. There was a couple of uh, uh, Los Angeles Gallery uh, Francois Gabali. Mm-hmm. Uh, opened up a space. He's a Los Angeles-based dealer. Opened up a space in Lower East Side here, over in Seward Park, right, right next to Ramekin, uh-huh. and uh, had a great little opening, sort of a group show, and hosted a dinner, like a like a like a seated art world gallery opening dinner. Mm. I'm so bummed I missed one, it. First I'm one I attended and was, offended. Uh, Not <laughs> <been invited. laughs> 
there were maybe no, there were maybe I don't know. 55, 60 people. It was like a now real... Now I'm offended. Wow. Yeah. Four, 45. <laughs> I can't count. I'm a humanities guy. Don't we worry about dinner. it. Uh, it was downstairs in... Um, oh, what's that great uh, Venetian restaurant, right? Oh, Baccaro. In Square. Baccaro. Mm-hmm. Of course uh, it was. Uh, and like, actually, the food was really delicious. I usually... It's not always been my favorite. I had a great meal. Like chatted with people. I love Baccaro. I, I love Baccaro so yeah, much. Yeah, got stuck next to people you don't really know and get the to like... The squid ink pasta. Is the best. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And oh, you just gotta have now. that kind of flirty moment of just getting like socially flirty moment of like yeah. I'm sitting this person I don't know like let's talk and learn uh-huh. who we are wow. and like I like that like that's yeah. like that's a part of this world I really like um, yeah and I missed it and I was like good to be back I'm sure I'll be over it soon enough um, and thanks for, <laughs> for but the kind thing invitation too, like the going to dinners and actually meeting when you're actually I you know what I like I don't know if this is an unpopular opinion or not I like a seated dinner. I love a seated dinner. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. This, this wasn't seated in the traditional sense. I much prefer seated dinner because yeah. otherwise it's like being back in a high school in the right, cafeteria. Like, where should I? I love seated because then you have no obligation to figure anything out and you're usually seated next to someone. Sometimes it's someone you know and then you're like, oh, it's just you. But then sometimes it's someone you don't. You can get to know a new friend. I mean, the process of <laughs> seating a dinner is such like an, an elegant and wonderful art of like, oh, wow. I've, I've observed it being done for big New York City kind of museum galas and yeah. just watching like money, uh-huh. power, divorces, families, all of it for something like that it's is a like lot. out of control. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, I can't remember the last time I was, was at a seated dinner. Well, actually, it might have been the Bronx Museum Gala and I was at uh, a table with a bunch of young artists who received uh, some grants from the Bronx museum and they were all just like you know like just kids in art school at their first gala ever and they were like these are weird this is funny like the drinks are free and like there's all this food and i'm like yeah dude it's fucking gala (laughs) but they were (laughs) but they were like we don't know what this is this is not we're not about this life yeah and then we just got a little tipsy and just like sort of had an actual great time at at a really stuffy gala at capital which was like amazing yeah you know that's not usually uh, the experience um, though yeah, I think the last one I went to was the last art dinner I went to, which was uh, for Julian Schnabel's opening at Pace. Oh, right. that, Those yeah. are the bookends. Talk, talk about two different events, like Julian oh, Schnabel's wow. uh, opening dinner in his own home. Uh, right. And then Francois's dinner. I mean, both great, both wow. very different, you know, just split, you know, what is it? 13, 14 months apart. Wasn't that a spreader event at the Chupi? It's It's <laughs> been said that it was a super spreader event. The person oh, next man. to me and multiple other people there got it. Wow. Um, I didn't, which makes me think, you know. And Julian also didn't get it. Correct. Um, that we, as far as we know. Anyway, we should probably talk about the actual, you know, the reason for the season, as they say. We should talk about the fair, right? Yeah, the I guess so. fair. <laughs> I, Nate, I know you were there. Did you go? Yes. Yes? <laughs> you didn't go, did On you? On record, yes. <laughs> okay. Um, I went uh, early the next day after your party, Nate. Um, I, I did as well. I was uh, a little woozy at the beginning, but I sort of got my sea legs back. I, I didn't feel great, but you know what? I was walking around with a client, and... Uh, I had to do my job, and I did it. And like we took I, down some stuff. Yeah, um, I wasn't really prepared. I, a, this came so fast, I never really believed it was going to happen. And then no it was happening did, I feel all like. of a sudden. And all of a sudden, I'm in an art fair, like having to make small talk with people right. and like yeah. air kiss and remember who they are, but also with their face half covered who they are. Exactly. Um, it was. I wouldn't say anxiety inducing. Like it, was, <laughs> it was. It was exhilarating in some ways. I feel like up until like two weeks before, everyone was saying, "Oh, it's going to be canceled. No one's going to go." Like. No one will go in person. No one will be in the... And I have to say, I thought they did a, quite a good job kind of administering it um, in terms of like the, the, the health and safety stuff. It was like, well, uh-huh. it was smooth. It was well run. You didn't stand outside for too long, but you had to prove that you were at least as healthy as they could they could censor you to be. Yeah. Um, 
and like like it was nice inside. It was spacious it because was. they were they were limiting the amount of people in at once. It didn't feel overcrowded. Was it the best art fair I've ever been to? No, it was like kind of like you know, it was more like an art Chicago masquerading as freeze in a way. Right. I mean, what was a little surprising to me? <laughs> Sorry, Tony, I love Shots you. Shots fired. <laughs> yeah. We. <laughs> yeah, it's it's also not called art Chicago. <laughs> Excuse me, Art Expo, Art, Art Expo Chicago. Um, um, <laughs> sorry, Tony. What I, what I, yeah, what I, We're what all I, professionals what, here. Yeah, what I only meant is that it didn't have the major blockbuster type no, work. It um, and it felt more like a regional, you know, a, an important regional fair such as that. Um, you know, so you had the, speaking of pace, so the same name like uh, four times in the past two minutes. Um, like they, they debuted their, their first Jeff Koons prime. Was that a primary work? I don't uh, No. But why couldn't they have given it a little bit more space? Mm. You know, I actually ran into Mark Lemsher on Thursday night at Dr. Clark's of all places, which was interesting. He was Ooh. Having, yeah, I know. I want to I get, let's, let's save that for a second. So I want to get into that. That was going to be okay. a bookend after, after the okay, fair. Talk. Wait, all right, continue. Um, but like, make note of it so I don't forget. Um, yeah, that was the, the, the that booth was cramped as usual. Hauser and Worth's booth like looked absolutely elegant. Like yeah. they, they can just hang even a compromised space. Um, a Gagosin's whatever. Some of the young booths looked. W- w- did you have any highlights in the younger side? I didn't spend as much time there as I should have. I I also didn't. I'm trying to think of a real highlight on the younger side. I mean, no. I like the Chateau Chateau booth. I can't remember the name of that artist. Yeah, those paintings were were very really, really very interesting. Nice. Yeah. Um, this is something I think you would know, and I we could definitely find it on the internet. What was the most expensive thing on offer? Was it that tiny little Jeff Koons? Probably. Yeah, or that Louise Bourgeois that sold at. Uh, it, it, would, it would be the Louis Bourgeois, I would think. I think so. So I think that was and a do we know if, one million. Do we know if either or both of them sold? The Louis Bourgeois did sell. Yeah, I know that. The Coons, I don't think is, was sold. I think it was just sort of there. Um, I definitely saw uh, David Zorner camped out <laughs> in his booth. He was there, yeah. Uh, work at work in the sales floor. Um, cause they, and uh, definitely did not see Larry Gagosian. I don't see Ivan Worth, but obviously their U.S. based partner uh, was Mark there. Payout was Mark there. Payout was there, so I guess Chatted that sort of counts as a principal. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't spend much time in the Pace booth. Was uh, uh, was Mark there? I, uh, like, I, I didn't like see Mark when I was there, but he was certainly in town this week. I think he had stuff to do at the gallery and elsewhere in, around town. I mean, it is weird over there in that little. To even call it a neighborhood would be the wrong use of a word. That yeah. um, that kind of indoor outdoor shopping mall. I don't spend that much time over there. I know it I feels know. very pre. I prefer not to be there. I like, didn't so spend much. any time there last week either. I just had the Uber drop me off and pick me up right outside the shed. Um, well, I there, there is that um, the, the, the Mercado next door, like the Spanish kind of food yeah, bazaar. I which, still uh, haven't been there, but I love Jose Andres. Shout out Bethesda resident Jose Andres. <laughs> that came out of nowhere. Um, it's not out of nowhere. We love him with that. He's like uh, like our our celebrity. And I mean, I know they've been, they've been trying to figure out where to put freeze. Like they really want to do it in Central Park, and the city's just thus far just is not. Been, nah, not happening. I, I mean, maybe oh, it's, just to kind of match the London. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Yeah, like yeah. on the ball fields or something, or Sheep's Meadow. What <laughs> they did it in Prospect Park. I think the privatizing the use of public space yeah. like that is a problem. But they I do do concerts they... and things like that there. Um, I everyone likes to bitch about Randall's Island. It doesn't bother. Maybe as I'm an Upper East Side resident, it's yeah. fairly easy for me say, to get like to. And I'm there like six times a week anyway. That's where all the kids' sporting events are these days. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. where all the sports fields are. Yeah. I never mind going once a year. It was you okay. get, you get like, yeah, you go one or two days. You got Roberta's Pizza, hang out. It always depended for me because I feel like when I was exhibiting there, free, the nice thing about exhibiting with Freeze is that they'd bring you like when you on the opening day they'd bring you like lunch and champagne and, you know you were feeling like right. they treat you really nicely i feel like whereas basel 
which I absolutely adore, Mark, um, is more kind of like, because it's so sort of, you know, I don't know, ca- capital letters, they, they're kind of like, you're here because we let you be here. <laughs> you know, they're not like exactly. bringing you a glass of champagne. I mean, it's like more of a Swiss thing, too, yeah. right? The Swiss, that's, Swiss that's hospitality. Right. <laughs> yeah, Swiss hospitality. Cold, but appropriate. Um, in, in quotes there. But I will say that like, Yes, I didn't mind going to Randall's Island, but like on a rainy day when it was like, and when they had oh, that leaking, of I don't know. There or were when a there lot was of, no air conditioning. There were a, lot of, there were a wow. lot of issues with that tent, I think. Anyway, it was good to be back on the playing field, back in action. Yeah, um, absolutely. As, you know, it was, as I said, a little awkward at first and, and the whole thing was actually kind of awkward, but just in terms of the socializing and being back in an art fair. Yeah. Um, but you, so, you, you know, in addition to your wet paint party, I saw, I wasn't out because I can only go out one night a week. It's kind of like just what my, I mean... There's no rule about that. I just like my body Your can't handle it. Your ankle bracelet starts going. You no, know, my body can't handle it because I have no <laughs> no sense about how to do moderation. Right. Um, and in well, actually, I did go out once more, which we'll get to. But Nate, you host. It seemed like I'm not sure if you hosted, but I saw pictures of you on the internet giving a speech outside Doctors Clark to the huddled and assembled masses. What was going on there? <gasps> oh my god! Well, this this is a way more informal thing than the Tuesday party. But basically, my friend Sarah Levine, who works at Lehman Malpin, uh, had this idea of hosting a dinner at Doctor Clark, the beloved. Hokkaido style restaurant uh, on Baxter and Bear that I think has been discussed on this show mm-hmm. many times. Former um, Winnie's. Former Winnie's, yes. Um, and she said, Would you like to co host it with me? And this was a few weeks ago. And I said, Absolutely. That sounds nice. Then I went to Mexico, as we've discussed, and didn't really have time to plan it. So Sarah really did all the heavy lifting, but technically my name was on there as a co host. So. I did say a few words at, at this this dinner, which was a really lovely gathering. And, but, and it, was that the night you saw? Was Mark a, a guest of that dinner? Mark was not a guest, even though some of his employees were at the dinner and were a little confused. To oh, see him funky there. for everyone! <laughs> <laughs> he, he doesn't want that. They don't want that. It's just like, oh, um, no. I think you know him, and uh, he was getting dinner with Emmanuel Dadana, uh, and their wives were there and I think they just wanted to check out Dr. Clark. They I mean, and presumably they read about, they heard about it from your column. One quite would, possibly. One would think. Yes. I mean, yes. Uh, you know, uh, I do mention it quite often, I guess, in the column. Um, but yeah, I was talking to Mark there at Clark's and he just mentioned the hang of that coons was very complicated because it was the only thing that there was hanging from that enormous ceiling in the shed. They had to like, like get the wires just right or something yeah i mean really i mean i've, I've seen things like <laughs> craned into windows of office buildings like, i mean i know everyone's out of practice but you know <laughs> when you bring like a 14 ton like sculpture somewhere talk to me bro um but it did look you know I mean, i'm sure it was was not easy but what worth doing in life is um so i did go out. I, I broke my own rule and it was only be, it was several rules it was only because i mentioned um francois was opening his gallery i'd never go out on a friday night because it's just like right amateur trial. it's like shabbat exactly yeah um and uh uh so went on Friday and the second time in the week and like it's an art fair week it doesn't doesn't count and at dinner I'm sitting next to Olivia Beben the proprietor of Clearing Gallery of Brooklyn Brussels and Los Angeles or Beverly Hills technically and uh, he was like hey there's this da- you know you like to dance Benjamin there's this dance thing going on in East River Park this is, I don't know 10, 30, 11 dinner's wrapping up and I'm like oh I like to dance I've had a bottle of wine that sounds interesting to me <laughs> Uh, so we then proceed, I don't know, maybe 10 or 12 of us to walk, and uh, Hugh Hayden was with us, and kind of walk in this little clump of people, uh, which is always a lovely walk when you're having that post, post-dinner post or meal kind of, uh, you know, kind of lazy walk, uh, to East River Park, to the band shell that's right there. Oh, wow. Uh, 
and I there's an amazing there's like a it's a I wouldn't call it a DJ setup, but people have like very specific uh, playlist setup and a big little mini sound system, and 150 people dancing around. Boxes of white claws. I mean, very wow. like multi gendered, multi ethnic, like, and people just going off. So, like, I had a nice, I don't know, two hour, three hour dance, dance off there. Oh my God. It, was, it just felt like, it felt like a kind of like an illegal rave, like at some wow. point in time. No, no, Maybe it never, was. <laughs> never any, never any police presence that I became aware of. Yeah. Um, Amazing. It was, it felt like, it felt like not just New York is back, like maybe New York is better than ever. Um, wow. It just like, I was, I was just, I felt like so much love for the city and all the people there. Late and I like there's all these people I knew Olivia Erlinger artists kind of art world adjacent oh, people, cool. and it was only later I realized it had been a fundraiser for uh, the Ryan McNamara it was doing for, for for various charities. I did not give anything because I didn't know that it was a fundraiser at the time. But I think my generosity of spirit was evidenced <laughs> by my by my enthusiastic of embrace of the of the energy that was there. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it, it was. Like it was really. I. Re, I it was really special. Amazing. I'm not sure if I can put it into further words. Um, but it was just like so cool and to bump into people you hadn't seen in a Thank while. Thank God someone's using that thing for something. I used to live right around there, and it's so right. cool that 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 band. Yeah, they used thing. to do some sort of like Friday afternoon kind of like a indie rock adjacent. Uh, yeah, they used to do like events. Yeah, they had the East River. There were a couple of different like. Co- there were actually people organizing concert series in the summer, but they stopped it at some point, and there was also that plan to like uproot the whole park. Well, that's something we I don't have enough information on, although I've begun to research. There's a whole big thing in the Times yeah. today or tomorrow about basically that park which is kind of has just been f- completed like in the past couple of years and I it's know. like there's, it's really beautiful it's like an ecology center it's got the tennis courts the band shell the rare running bees. track yeah i mean kind of, there are rare bees yeah there's some bees that are rarer than others yeah they're not just all bees they are all bees but some are bees all are... bees kind of rare right now then? <laughs> <laughs> yeah right. but there's some extra rare <laughs> and then some are medium bloody rare. bloody with a bernays sauce yeah. <laughs> um, anyway uh but they're gonna they're gonna uproot that all in some sort of um, yeah. kind of no, flood flood, mitig- plan. flood mitigation plan. Well, all of these ecologists basically read that plan and were like, "This is gonna maybe stave off potential flooding for like two years. Wow. It's not really worth the billions of dollars and huge amount of ecological damage you're proposing to make." Exactly. So there's still a lot of opposition to that plan because it doesn't seem like it makes any sense. There, yeah, there's an article I think in New York Magazine this week by Keith Gessen that goes into the. Uh, the controversy and actually looks at both sides pretty vigorously and yeah. not just just the uh, opposition. Um, I'm only halfway through it, so M- I, much I, like the New York Times, we're big fans of both siderism here. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think Keith, on the one hand and on the other, Keith is on one hand you're actual Nazis on the other hand. <laughs> yeah, I, seems fine. It seems like there are legitimate-ish causes on both sides, but I am myself am you know uh, more in favor of. You know, saving tennis and band shells with late night dance right, parties. Exactly. Yeah, me too. I think we can all get on board that. Bees, bees and band shells. Bees and band shells. Yeah, that's oh, my that's platform. The <laughs> but uh, thank you, ladies Eileen and gentlemen. Miles is one of the organizers of the the Save the East River Park campaign, as is uh, musician and Superiority Burger co-owner Matt Sweeney. Amazing! Uh, I know he is a, a very, very vigorous uh, organizer behind the movement. Which and is speaking very of cool. New York Magazine, awesome. I believe he was the Grub Street Diary this past it week. It was the best Grub Street Diary in months. It's amazing. Uh, I highly recommend. Greatest of all time, Matt's. Andrew Quo. There is no argument. Correct. Quo's was fantastic. The greatest of all time is Courtney Love's, though. 
Yeah, I, I highly recommend go back and reading it. That would be great. Oh Someone should do those as an anthology. I would, I would buy I that book with a picture of them in their little kitchen. She, she only eats Dean and DeLuca. And <laughs> she's, star- she's starving now. <laughs> no, and, and, and Toast Shoulders at uh, the Bowery Hotel. That's the only thing she eats. It's Dean DeLuca chicken pot pie and the wow. Toast Soldiers at the Bowery. Um, so what, what was the dish at the Bowery? Uh, the Toast uh, It's oh, eggs oh, uh, with yeah, Toast Soldiers. soldiers. Yeah, 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 with the, with the uh, yeah, um, of course. Yeah. There used to be this amazing, not used to be, I think she's probably still alive. I think her name is Rebecca Harrington or Carrington. She would do this thing where she would basically look at like famous people's cookbooks and diets and, and follow their diet for a week or two weeks or something like that. Wow. She did like Marilyn Monroe, Gwyneth Paltrow. Some of them are amazing. Marilyn Monroe ate, I mean, the weirdest food. <laughs> like like Kim one. Kardashian. She would just eat like raw steak and milk. <laughs> I, I mean, for some reason, I think I would think of like lots of mayonnaise in her diet. I'm not sure why it's that like is. that. It's very like, like very eggy Americana, and milky. but kind of right. twisted. Yes. Um, yeah. Speaking of cookbooks and of famous people, our world famous people, after uh, Kiniston McShine, the great curator, passed away, uh, I had the opportunity and, and took that opportunity to acquire his entire collection of cookbooks. No wow. way. Yeah, and there's, so cool. there's no like nameplates in them or anything. So like I'm the only one that knows that they were his. That's amazing though. Yeah, but Wait, like, can I like, come look at them? They're still in Harper's storage uh, after I bought them two years ago. Can I'm sorry, Harper. I'll pick them up eventually. <laughs> <laughs> I've been thinking a lot about him recently though. Yeah, yeah, really interesting. I didn't know him well, but it's just a huge, it was, he was very influential in That's my thoughts really about cool art. Harper yeah. showed me some, some cool wax stuff like that. Like just like books from random, not random, but like very particular people's collections. Yeah. He's like really good about that actually. Um, Harper's kind of incredible. So I did want to before we uh, before we break up for the day, uh, mm-hmm. we're all kind of funny. I did want to, and of course, as my computer goes off and I can't turn to plug it back in, I did want to just uh, we talked about the auctions in depth with Locke last week, and it was a very erudite and but nuanced conversation here. that was like totally you know thanks to Locke, like full of data that we wouldn't have had otherwise about these things. But you know, tonight is the night for this Christie's auction. There's like four or five things in here that I really care about, just on a on a personal level or mm-hmm. sometimes a, a market involvement I'm, level. I'm not covering this, this sale because I'm covering the sale on Thursday, but like it's the rare sale that I think I might actually just watch for pleasure. Which yeah. I, like, I watch them all. I just wish I had my glasses. Um, it looks I, pretty I, major. I, I watch them like for work, but it's this is going to watch like and enjoy watching it. You know, cause it's also not like, too too long. I forget how many lots are in it, but right. it's like it'll be you know this will be like an hour, an hour and fifteen minutes. But it's just I, I I'm invested in, in the narrative behind almost all these works. It's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, it's going to be more like an hour and a half, two hours. Um. Anyway, but lot number one is something I'm interested in. Alex DeCorte, which we passed over last week. I saw mm. him nev- the other day. He was in town. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, he's never really been in an evening sale. He's only had a few pieces up at auction. They haven't done terribly well. I wonder if the fix is in here, both with his move to Matthew Marks, uh, the piece up on the mat. Mm-hmm. I know there are certain people that have a fair amount of his work. I wonder if we're going to sure. see, uh, I, um, if people are going to help this result along. It feels like now's the time. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and these, I've always thought that these were some of the more commercial-minded work he ever made. Yeah. Maybe not oh, commercial-minded, but had the potential to be uh, market stars. I'm uh, not seeing from far... Is it... It's like a wall... It's one of the wall hanging... It's, it's one of the neon... Oh, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. one of the neon... Like, yeah, it seems like ago. that's gonna... I mean, you know, just judging from the people I follow who work at Christie's and their Instagrams... Um, there seems to be a lot of excitement behind this, even more so than the normal. Listen, you like, don't put something in a lot one if you don't already know right. you're going to double that estimate, sure. and likely it could see three or four times. I would guess that this sells for a hammer price of two hundred and twenty thousand U.S. dollars. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna take the the over. You go over two twenty. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna take the over. 
Uh, I don't know how, how much over, but I think somewhere 250 to three. As of right now at uh, 304 on Tuesday uh, afternoon, I'm not bidding on it. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to play with that price. No, I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not trying to. It's interesting to me that the star, obviously the star lot, which we spoke a lot about last week is the Jean-Michel Basquiat mm-hmm. uh, painting. Um, and then there is, but there are several charity, uh, charity lots in the auction. There are For, several. The first of which, the first of which I know about uh, is this Rashid Johnson is one of his anxious men series that he started in uh, kind of making in quarantine. First as works on paper with these kind of custom oil uh, oil sticks that he has made uh, in terms of the custom color and mm-hmm. it's this kind of bloody deep rich red um, and this is a very large scale painting which is 96 by 72 inches um, and uh, it's for this uh, this charity called core uh, uh, kind of core which is a, is a COVID-19 uh, New York City specific recovery and charity the Joel, Joel Mesler's Work is also going to that same yeah, charity. Yeah, so this Rashid is 200 300 I see no reason to see this doesn't make $750,000 all in. Uh-huh, absolutely. Yeah. It's a Knowing how them, everyone wants these, I get so many calls uh, from everywhere from Asia to Europe trying to get one of these in the secondary market, and they've been very uh, careful in how they've placed these from the galleries. Uh-huh. Uh, so I think there's a lot of built-up For charity, demand. I think it could be a, a touch more. Touch more? Okay. Yeah. And what about Joel, who's just announced he's having his first uh, show at Levy Gorvey yeah, in Hong good, Kong? Yeah, a good friend, friend of the pod, and former guest Joel Messler for the same charity as Rashid, has this New York, New York painting. I, like, I mean, I kind of love it. It's so goofy. Oh, I absolutely it's, love it. It's and a so, like, at the moment, like, I'm falling, you know, it's at this point a little bit trite to say, but I'm falling in love with New York all over again. Uh, you yeah, it's timely. Yeah, uh, this will, if it's, if maybe for charity it'll do more, but these have been trading, my understanding is, on the secondary market for about $150,000. Uh-huh. But if this were to hit two hundred, it wouldn't surprise me. No, not at all, for charity. And then we have a Dana Schutz uh, painting, a brand new one, that is uh, benefiting uh, our yeah. friend Haley Mellon's charity. Yeah, Dana Schutz, which is, uh, is uh, Haley Mellon's charity, is called Acres. Uh, and art, this- art for Acres, right? Yeah, Art for Acres. Art into Acres, excuse me. Uh, it says Dana Schutz painting The Fisherman. Um, it's estimated at 400 to 600. Um, the charity actually goes out and buys you know, virgin or, or, or relatively pristine forest and just locks it in as, conser- as basically conservation land mm-hmm. um, so that it can't be developed. This is for somewhere in South America as well as Canada, I believe. Right. Yeah, I know Hilly was preserving a cloud forest in South America yeah. for a while. And then there was also, I, I went to the, they have a, a website set up um, where you can go and actually contribute to the, to the, acquisition of these uh, lots of land and there's also some I think high desert land now that they're looking at in the US as well but I could be wrong about that but it's basically huh. um, areas where there's a, a an at-risk ecosystem that needs preservation um, yeah I mean she's a fascinating and kind of brilliant person we're actually we're totally we're underneath a painting of Haley's right now mm-hmm. um, she's also a trained kind of art conservationist uh, and, uh, and 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 environmentalist and activist and yep. uh, this painting is kind of insane it's really tough it's really great um, I think it's pretty this amazing. will make I I'm gonna guess it's gonna make two million dollars yeah. yeah I think so what, the Jonas- you can, I mean, you again can't get these. I I have a client that the pub the people know has one because it's hanging <laughs> publicly, and we get unsolicited offers for it every other month or so. Yeah, seem to just rise and rise. So I, I wouldn't be surprised to see this go yeah. at least two million. Absolutely, what an exciting sale tonight. Honestly, like yeah, really you, really cool yeah. stuff. Uh, I'm gonna tune in. I'm gonna be on the couch, a little bit of popcorn, mm-hmm. maybe a maybe a, a Budweiser heavy, and I put my feet up and watching watching some big money get made. Ooh, love it. <laughs> all right, love anything it. else? That's all. That's all I got. You should have Haley on the show. Oh yeah, we, we should have show. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. a great idea. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I, any I, of any upcoming events this week? Well, what are we doing tomorrow night, Nate? Do you want to share with yeah, the Nate. people? <laughs> oh my god! You know what we're doing tomorrow night? Boys' night. Boys' night. Oh, Bevelmans. 
I snagged the reservation. Rude. Are we allowed to have boys' nights in this day and age? <laughs> no. I don't oh, think God. we are. <laughs> <laughs> well, regardless of the, uh, <laughs> the gender I'm you were coming, up. Um, I was on a flight to Mexico City on the day when the reservations for Bevelman's went live on Talk, which is a website uh, devoted to reservations. And at the stroke of noon when they went live, I had my Wi-Fi <laughs> set up on the, on the plane, and I went straight to the website to get a reservation. And in seconds, all the reservations for today, which is the first day, were sold out. The first thing I well, get was 9.30 on Wednesday. So uh, I am not the only Bellman no, super uh, fan. They're booking, be... I think they're booking them a month in <laughs> advance, and the last time I checked, there were no open reservations for the next month. Yeah. I'm getting mega Dorcia vibes. And, <laughs> and there's no walk-ins. You, and there, there are no, there's no walk-ins available. So this is just the only... Yeah. So if you want to go to Bellman's, you can't go to Bellman's. Well, fine. <laughs> <laughs> come down to Union Square. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna, we're gonna over one. I'm gonna buy you a very expensive sushi dinner soon. <laughs> Just touche. Um, yeah, so uh, that is what we're doing tomorrow, uh, which is fun. Hey. Oh, you know what I did the other day? I filmed a, a commercial for for a new uh, a sneaker <laughs> for Adidas designed by Lucian Smith. What? What? <laughs> I don't know if I'm allowed to talk about this. How is that not the lead <laughs> today? No, he posted. He posted some fairly he, revealing yeah, pictures. Did, yeah. I knew it was a sneaker commercial. I didn't know what the brand was. What do you mean you shot it? Uh, I were the I, DP. I, no, I I acted in it. What? What? In what manner did you act? I was I was playing an art critic at a gallery alongside my fellow writer Anthony Hayden Guest. Oh wow! Yeah, the two oh. of us played Sony Art Critics. That's a gruesome twosome. <laughs> Yeah, we, we, we were critiquing Lucian's uh, uh, rain painting at a, a what was supposed to be a gallery, but it was really just a white void. And uh, was, is it, was it at Milk Studios or at the place that... Uh, the, it was the, at in Spring the Studios. Yeah, uh, exactly. And um, it's, yeah, I think the concept is it's Lucian sort of like running around this like sort of imaginary New York dipping into a gallery. Man, he knows how to hustle up these dollars, doesn't he? Yeah. <laughs> he really Amazing. does. It's incredible. God, I mean, God bless him. I love that guy. I know. Uh, Zach Bahaj, the owner of Lucien, plays himself also in a scene. Uh, <laughs> it's it's going to be really something. And, Zach, Zach was in fine form yesterday. Oh, my God. Just like <laughs> the I won't get into the details, form. but you owe him a big hug. He was I really... He, he, I know. <laughs> I do. I do. Um, and yes, yeah, so Lucien designed the sneakers and then he made a rain painting on the sneakers so every pair of sneakers is like a mini is like part of a lucian smith do you think painting. we're ending this current cycle of, of sneakerdom though do you think like we've hit the peak no. kind of thing now love no. sneakers like they just <laughs> no. I, I i don't really own i don't really wear sneakers um but like people love sneakers i've been to enough like apartments in like the palo alto slash san francisco zone Oof. and too many of those. I'm gonna say dudes because it's not really. Sure. I don't know a single woman who can. Who I think we can gender this one. Sneakers. It's okay. um, there are too many of those dudes who've spent way too much money for that market to go away. Right. There. I mean, those apartments look like a Nike store. Ugh, it's just, I mean, I got, I got into it for a while, not not like chasing the hype ones, but like, oh, sneakers are comfortable. I like them for an art fair. I think there's gonna be a return. Do you to hang it. them up on your wall in a glass, on like a 
an, a transparent I mean, I'm shelf. I'm a douchebag. I'm not that kind of douchebag. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> um, it's valuable space. But I think there's going to be a return to a little bit more like formalism and, and like even guys like getting dressed and not because even before the pandemic, like guys even in New York were starting to dress like these LA guys, meaning like yeah, slouchy yeah. teenagers, like ten years younger than yeah, they were. Yeah, Berlin like, style. Like I'm yeah. like I'm back and I'm going Belgian low for shopping and getting some new sports coats Love made. That. Like I think Love that's that. the like that's the look. I want to see pastel colored pants on every man. Well, obviously, I mean, that's all year, every year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, pastel is here. I'm wearing white pants uh, two weeks too early, I guess. No, no, that that doesn't exist anymore. In the age of air conditioning, like, the yeah. whole notion um, of, of, of whites is just, I think, over. I love that. Someone gave me so much shit for wearing white pants the other day. They were just like, you can't wear those yet. Like, most waspy Whoa. things that, like, most <laughs> really? waspy, like, most like, wa- quite literally the fashion Was police. it your girlfriend? <laughs> no, no, it wasn't. Okay, so I can say Some this. Person. Most often, like, most waspy things, that's just people that have so little left to hold on to. <laughs> like, they, just, they just have their rules. They don't have any money left, any prestige, right, right. any elitism. Like, just, like, a couple that's club true. memberships in the white and pants how to before the season. square, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're really clinging hard to that. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, um, so. that's another art fair code that I used to enjoy is like interpreting the pants. It's oh. like that guy has a boat, right? That guy doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's it's like the yeah. I mean, there's a couple brands like you see that Laura Piana coming, and you're like, oh, boat possible boat on the way. <laughs> also known as a whale in the casino industry, <laughs> and maybe right. in parts of the art industry as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah the people watching was not great because of the mass and the limited thing, oh, and yeah. I miss that a I little know. bit. Like, I love the. You know, just all of it. Like it's the ladies be- with the face work, the guys with, you know, girlfriend, daughter, who knows? Like the whole, uh, the, whole <laughs> the whole, the whole spectrum, the whole rainbow of human experience. Right, 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 right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh, you know what is kind of sad about the time, but about the new art fair is that you don't get the, not that when I was working in Gap, not that I necessarily missed this, but like, those art fair performance people who like just show up to wear like the tie guy outfits yeah the tie yeah. guy and then the the women the the couple who are bald with the things oh yeah they're yeah. legendary who yeah. and Liz and Val uh, yeah. yeah right Liz uh-huh. and Val yeah, yeah, yeah all the perform the art fair performance pe- right. people um I did hear from my gallery friends though by by the second day and the third day they were getting that is this booth all one artist are you the oh, artist wow you know, that yeah. level of questions because oh, wow. those tickets after the VIP days or day. Those tickets were expensive. Like a buck fifty to go to that. I think they were more than that. I think it was like two something. Wow. I mean, I understand. Like, given the like, I get why, but like, I don't get why someone would pay that. I get why they need to cost that much, but like, ridiculous. And they were they were totally sold out. You could not get access. Oh no! I I wonder if there was was a thriving secondary market going on for them. I I had a lot of people calling me asking me for for tickets or an in, and I was like, I I'm not gonna call Rebecca to get you in. Like this is like no one has tickets. Like yeah. Um, I really don't understand if you're not a a professional or semi-pro I know it's sexy seeming in art fair um, well, but you can go to Chelsea and walk around and see like quiet free, yeah. quiet like quiet shows that are well installed by the artists or their representatives here on earth I think people just wanted to be involved they, they wanted to be part of it it was like the thing going on last week and yeah. I think people some people felt left out I also think bit. that it's like people are excited to I think the people who aren't professionally involved in the art world like it is just something. It's a curiosity. Okay. Okay. I'm done being cranky about that. <laughs> Last thing I got an email this week from Turon Travel. First email from them in a while. Oh. Uh, advertising their blocks of Basel rooms and the associated wow. costs. Costs have not gone down since the last time there was a Basel yeah. Basel. Uh, the Dorant <laughs> is clocking in about like 550 Swiss francs for Oof. the non-air conditioned room. Yeah. 
And they tried to, you know, I say at the, the, the Ibis, Basel Bahnhof, fantastic, fantastic hotel. Can't say enough about their room service, really <laughs> exceptional. Um, but uh, I, I, I booked on like, uh, you know, kind of directly, you know, a month or two ago for like mm. I don't know, 120 francs a night. And they advertised it to me. I had to stay for six nights and it was 350 Swiss francs per night. Wow. Whoa. But I do love Toronto travel. I've been in some jams where I have not gotten hotel rooms in the right amount of time in places like Basel and, and elsewhere. And they've always come through and been able to find me a room somewhere that's wow cool. so I don't, I don't want to make that about them that they're so expensive just you know we're already reached reached the uh reach reach that zone i always just stay with my aunt in zurich Ooh. in zurich or in basel uh i have a, i have an aunt in zurich and then i have a great uh great aunt in in basel wow yeah really <laughs> really can we meet them yeah, can, they, can they come on the pod sure <laughs> yeah. i mean one thing about they're this there. fair you know i was i was talking to noah horowitz a little bit mark was not in town but um it seems like Basel in Switzerland is pretty much a go at this point. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, I don't think that. I think I said I'd bet a thousand dollars last time this came up. I'll, I'll, I'll bet anyone five thousand dollars that the fair happens. Yeah, even I mean, like it's not like Noah can just say you know unquestionably that it's going to happen because who no. knows? Because it's not like, up to them. But I mean, you got, Europe is right. you got the sometimes. vibe from him. Yes, yeah, and the Swiss are even so. more intense than the than the than the EU countries about uh, some things. But yeah. no, I definitely got especially a, about the borders. Well, no. right, except that they're also very intense about kind of like individual freedoms. Yeah, more if, yeah. than it's if, a if different. You ha- if you have that red passport, well, <laughs> and I know someone here does. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> anyway, all right, we'll leave it there with the numbered accounts. Red That's no dead bene for this week. Thank you so Thanks much again so for joining us. We'll see you in a couple of weeks, Andrea. Nate, I'll see you everywhere. Bye, bye, bye. Adios. Love y'all.